Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. This morning, I want to share with us what I've titled The Essentials of Order. Hallelujah. We have been talking about order. Order in different aspects of our lives. Pastor has spoken to us about financial order. He has spoken to us about personal order. I've shared with us about order in the family. We can go on and on and on teaching order in different aspects. We can talk to you about order in business. We can talk to you about order in your service. But at the end of it all, there are certain essentials. Things that will bring you to this order. Because it looks like many have had order. Pastor, you've been talking about this order. I, I want this order, but I don't know how to go about it. It sounds good to align to God's design. Oh, where do I start from? What do I do? How do I go about this order? My family is a mess. Oh, my business is down. Ah, pastor, don't even look into my finances. It's a disgrace. So, how do I go about instilling order or initiating order in my life? We want to share with you a few essentials. Some I will run through it quickly because we've been talking about it. And then I will dwell on the last one. So I want to share four essentials with you on order. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. Let's read the scripture together. I want to go. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you, always laboring fervently for you in that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Say with me, order. What Epaphras was praying for was order. Following God's design. Aligning to God's design. Epaphras wanted to see order in the life of the people. And what did he do? He began to pray for order. So the first essential to order is prayer. Say with me prayer. The same things we have taught before. See, life is connected. I've been singing this song. Don't think that what they taught you in 2017 will be different from what is being taught in 2019. Basics are basics. You must hold on to the basics of Christianity. 
You go to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The same thing you find there. And they continue steadfastly in prayer. You cannot talk about initiating order and not apply yourself to prayer. Say with me, prayer. That's where the order begins. Prayer is talking and listening to God. It is in prayer you approach God and say, Lord, my finance is in a mess. It is chaotic. It is void. It is dark. It is in prayer you tell God your current situation and then you ask for what you want. We don't go about order by complaining. It is also in prayer we receive divine ability to initiate that order we have heard about. You were taught, oh, love your wife. Don't be angry with her. Ha, Lord, that one is difficult. That woman is annoying. She might be annoying and possibly not even change from being annoying. Yet, you can instill that same order. By going to God in prayer to say, Lord, I've just been taught that I ought to love my wife and not be angry with her. But Lord is a difficult one. I don't know how to go about it. I need your help. What you are doing in the place of prayer is receiving inner strength to do the will of God. You must understand the place of prayer in the life of a believer. All things are possible to him that believes. Permit me to say all things are possible to him that prays. When you know to pray, when you apply yourself to prayer, there is nothing you cannot do. Prayer from a sincere heart. You can turn the hearts of men in prayer. You can change weather in prayer. You can influence things in prayer. Prayer is you calling God to come into that matter. You are giving heaven permission to intervene. There is no order without prayer. Hear me. I know what I'm saying to you. There is no order without prayer. You know why I said that? Even if you try to initiate the order, prayer is what holds it together. Prayer is what will keep you disciplined to that order. Because you can start something along the way, there will be challenges, wind will blow, you will have reasons to scatter what you started. But a man that has put it to the, to the hand of God, committed it to God's hand in prayer, even when the winds blow on it, it will still stand. So when you, you take your matter to God in prayer, it's the starting point of order. You start praying about your finance. You want to see order in your finance. You want to see order in your marriage. You want to see order in your business. You start praying about it. Another thing about prayer is that in the place of prayer, you deal with contrary spirits. Some of the disorder we are seeing, spirits are involved. Spirits are involved. 
So when you go to God in prayer, whatever that spirit is, you are dealing with it. While you are praying, you are taking charge. So the order you want to see in your life, or in your family, or in your business, or finance, begins with prayer. Oh, pastor, I've tried to pray, but the prayer is not coming out. How many of you are there? Amen. Pastor, pastor, I've tried to pray, but every time as I just kneel down to pray, I'll sleep. Pastor, I've, I've tried to pray. In fact, I don't even know what to say when I kneel down to pray. I'll advise you on what to do. Contact the Intercessors Fellowship. Hallelujah. We have a body that prays. Join them in prayer. On Friday night, they had an all night. When you hear of such things, apply yourself to it. The only way to learn to pray is by praying. <laughs> they don't learn it from book. You want to pray, open your mouth, say, Oh, oh, Lord, Lord, I, I, come. What they are even doing is getting you to pray. There is no other way. You learn praying by praying. So you want to learn how to pray. Kneel down and say, Lord, teach me to pray. In the name of Jesus, teach me so that any time I pray, oh Lord, my prayers are answered. God, I don't know. Every time Pastor Sandra is praying, you answer her prayer. But me, when I pray, it's like you are not hearing. God, start hearing my own pr- You are praying already. Hallelujah. Prayer is talking to God. So just go and talk to God. Just as you are talking to someone, talk to him. The only thing there is, don't go and complain to God. Complaining is not prayer. Oh God. Oh God. Why is my life like this? Did you give birth to me so that my life will be like this? Everything I do, everything I do doesn't work. Everywhere I go, nobody likes me. Nobody even wants to help me. Nobody is even visiting me in that church. God, why is my life like this? Amen. Amen. Mad person. That's not prayer. That's the one that is not prayer. Even if you were trying to talk to God, that was not talking. That's complaining. He said, your words are stout against me. When you come with murmuring and complaining, your words are stout. I can't hear you. You can start with laying your complaints. Lord, things are not working. It's not a crime. Lord, I'm always feeling sick. But when will this bad pain stop? Lord, I've tried to be a good wife. But this wicked man, this wicked man will not let me be, oh God. Pour your heart out. But you see, when you are done telling him how it is, move your gear to the next level. How do you now want it to be? Lord, I am asking you to change it. Lord, turn his heart around. Oh Lord, let my boss recognize what I'm doing. Oh Lord, let this pain leave me, for by your stripes I am healed. Now you are praying. So you tell him the problem and go ahead to ask for what you desire. Don't just dump your complaint and walk away. Even God is waiting to find out what you want. You know, there are some people that just like it continuing like that. What if you are one of them? 
There are people that don't want to be well due. No, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. Because they just want people to give to them. They don't want to have. They are calculating, if I have, I will be giving to people. Let me just stay. Be giving to me. They are the people that quote the scripture. The poor shall not cease in the land. I don't know where they wrote your name beside that scripture. You are the poor. You are the one. You did not see the scripture that said, Whatsoever I lay my hands to do prosper. You didn't take that one. You meditate on the poor shall not cease in the land. You know, the word of God says, The poor shall not cease in the land. Brother, the Lord has blessed you. You have to help the poor. <laughs> Ordained poor man. <laughs> if you are friends with such people, disconnect today in Jesus' name. They will infect you with poverty. You don't need it for where God is taking you to. Such people are called viruses. Disconnect in the name of Jesus. So we are talking about the essentials of order. So beyond all that you have heard and you've been taught and you have read, put them all together in the place of prayer. Find opportunities to pray. When you pray, things happen. This will also help. If you are weak in prayer, find a partner. Meet with someone to agree with you in prayer. That habits will be broken. That situations will turn around. But please understand that the order you seek will come to you in the place of prayer. Give attention to praying. Pray about your matters. Pray about what you need. Pray about what you desire. And you will see others setting in in that area in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Let's just use that scripture and conclude prayer. Hallelujah. Philippians 4 verse 6. Can we read it together? Want to go? Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known don't be anxious that word there is talking about be anxious for nothing don't be worried about anything when worries come take it to god in prayer when fears about all that come take it to god in prayer He said, solutions come when you take your matters to God in prayer. So please take your matters to God in prayer today. And you will see order in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing impossible with God. There is nothing. It might not have happened. Give it time. Give it time. One thing I believe is, if God has not told you I will not do it, then wait there. Because it will be done. So give it time in prayer and you will see manifestations in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second essential for order we want to look at is following the leading of the Spirit. Following the leading of the Spirit. A.K.A. avoid procrastination. That's what it is. Following the leading of the Spirit. Another name for it is avoid procrastination. Every time a man procrastinates, 
He's refusing to yield to the prompting in his heart at that moment. I will do it later. I will do it later. It has killed many lives. It has aborted many destinies. I will do it later. We must learn to yield promptly to the leading of the Spirit. Let's read the scripture. I will explain. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll read from verse 15 to 18. Ephesians 5, 15 to 18. Let's look at the scripture. It says, See then, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. This is what he's talking about. Be, be careful, see to it, that you walk as the wise. How? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Look at verse 17. He said, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Understanding what the will of the Lord is, is termed wisdom. Hallelujah. He said, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Give me verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It is important that we walk circumspectly, understanding what the will of the Lord is, per time. Understanding what God is saying, per time. There are many of us that are still trying to achieve in 2019 what God told you to achieve in 2017. You are still trying to achieve in March 2019 what God expected you to do in January. And you are wondering why life is slow. You are wondering why the money is not coming in as it should. How have you yielded to the promptings of the Spirit? Those promptings He expects you to respond to immediately. When God says to you, now, now is now. Hallelujah. Because any time you procrastinate, you miss out. If he says do it now, you don't do it now. You miss out on opportunities. It's just like this order we are talking about. Hello, church, listen to me. This order is a now thing. Every week we have come to you to say order. Order here. Order there. You think it's just a topic for the year 2019? No. God is preparing you for what is coming. Anyone that misses out on it, when that which is to come, comes, you will wonder why you don't have your own basket to carry it. You did not put the required order in place. When God comes with a message, is to prepare you for the future. Preparing you for what he has packaged. To give. If you check scriptures, everyone he led was to fulfill a greater goal. It's not just about that day. But anytime you yield, you see that you enter that reservoir where the blessing is in abundance. 
Life is easier when you follow the leading of the Spirit. Complications are less when you follow the leading of the Spirit. God says, do it now. Do it. When you refuse to do it, they say, ah, God is a God of several chances. I agree. But you might have made life more complicated than it should have been. Understand it. So this thing about order requires you also yielding to the leading of the Spirit. I'll take one example. Finance. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, somebody. If the talk of order has come to you, and you obey it, something happens. Let's assume someone does not obey order this month. And you don't even know, okay, let me just use a clear case. How many of us remember the story of Joseph in Egypt? Amen? How many of you remember? Good. What happened there? Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And what was it all about? Oh, now is a time of plenty. These seven years of plenty, don't just eat everything, save some. Because we are entering a season of lack. If Pharaoh did not yield, what would have happened to Pharaoh and his people? They would have suffered lack. And you will hear that mighty Egypt, great Egypt. I'm sure that that thing that happened was part of what made Egypt a world power. Because when every other nation did not have, they had. So they were feeding other nations. They became world power by yielding to the prompting of the Spirit. On their own, they would not have known. But the Lord visited Pharaoh. And thank God he had a child of God around him that could interpret his dream. And we thank God that he was, what's the word now? Wise enough, humble enough to yield to what he had. Someone else could say, well, how can food finish in this land? Do, do you know Egypt? Do you know how many years we have been here? Do you know that we have never been in lack? Look at what our economic uh, uh, um, figures are saying. No, 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 we can never go down. It's not about where you are coming from or things that are happening. It's about what God is saying to you. Because the Bible makes us understand He's the one that knows the end from the beginning. It's not your knowledge. It's not your astronomers or philosophers. No, God knows what is coming. So if he says, stand up now and move to the right. Following that instruction, rather than procrastinating, will save you a great deal. And every time you yield to God's instruction, you see God's design manifesting in your life. So please, in the course of instituting order, be listening. Make sure you listen attentively. And as instruction comes, you follow. Stop procrastinating. It has robbed us. It has robbed you. Every time you say later, you push the blessing to a further time. Make up your mind that as I hear, I will apply myself to it. Amen. The fourth one is having the right responses. 
Let's look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. My time is gone. Having the right responses. Can we read it together? I want to go. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are Help me say, forgetting those things which are behind. Tap your neighbor. Say, forget the things that are behind. Please minister to the other person. Say, please, forget the things that are behind. (laughs) What's behind? Everything before now is behind. Do you understand? Everything before you came to church is behind. Forget those things which are behind. I want to show you the response for order. You can't keep holding on to the past and see order. You will learn to forget the things that are in the past. Past is in the past. Keep it there. And reach out for the one that is in the future. I love it when people say, there is nothing you can do about the past. It has already happened. Don't mortgage your future for the past. You can't change the past, but you can influence your future. Do something about your tomorrow. Many dwell in the past. And right before their eyes, their future is a disaster. Because they are holding on to the past hurts. You are holding on to the past betrayal. You are holding on to the past failures. No. There is nothing you can do about the past. It has already happened. Permit me to apologize to you on behalf of your past. We are sorry. Sorry about the past. I was in the children's church this morning. (laughs) And uh, one of our kids, a young guy there was crying. He said, "Why, why are you crying, David? What happened? And he was just crying and crying. I said, why are you crying? He said, it's a too sexy. <laughs> I said, what did he do? He said, I poured water. He poured water, he's crying. So, he said, they will not write my name to go out with you. <laughs> because we have this thing in the children's church. Those that best behave have outings with Pastor Sandra at the end of the month. So, he's already worried that his name will not enter the least. And he was crying. <laughs> so I said, okay, don't cry, don't cry, sorry, don't cry. I'll, I'll tell them to write your name. And I said, you still kept on crying. So I, 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 I said, sorry, they'll write your name. Why are you still crying? He said, I said, he has not told me sorry. <laughs> I said, he was taking of me prayer. I had to interrupt you. I said, please, please come and say sorry to this young man. She said, I've been telling him sorry. Oh, sorry, 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 David, sorry. He, he kept quiet. I said, okay, she has told you sorry. And she went back to what she was doing. And I, I came again and said, she has told you sorry, okay. So go back, go and join them. He refused though. You know, I said, cry again. <laughs> what? What happened again? And he was acting like he will remember and then he will cry. You know? The boy was amusing to me because ah, I didn't understand the cry anymore. Ah, 
I've promised you your name will be on the list. And Zazie has said, sorry, what next? You know, we went to the door and the cry entered gate. I said, he now said that she didn't tell him sorry well. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't know what else to say. They have a good service. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. No, even children now know how to hold on to something. <laughs> oh, God. Help me tell your neighbor, forget the past. Okay? Maybe you poured water on the floor this morning. Forget about it. Okay? Forget. Forget. Apostle Paul said, one thing I do. One thing. That one thing will help your life to be in order. Choose to let go. Of the past. You know, when I teach on this, I even say let go of even the successes. Because you can hold on to your past success and you will not move forward. You just want to live there. You don't want to make progress. No. Let go of the past. Don't be a former big man. A former big man is the one that holds on to his past success. Do you know I was, I was the first person to buy a car in this village? Go and see the car now. They are holding the car. They are holding the car to move. Because he has not let go of the, being the first man to buy a car. He has not even put in effort to buy a modern car. He, he's still glorying in being the first man. Eh? You were the first. Now a car is everywhere. Your own is no more a car. What is it called now? Huh? Moto. That type is not called car. You know there is moto. Then there is car. There is machine. I need machines. Not moto. Don't dash me moto, sir. But that, that one that will not let go of his past. See glory. I knew a man like that. Close to where our office used to be. He's supposed to be a Jew. The thing he drives. is supposed to be a Jew. But God will not forgive me if I call it a Jew. That is not a Jew. I don't even know what to call it. He just moves. He manages you know, when he has a mind of his own, that money you say, I will go with you. Tomorrow he says, I'm tired, I'm not going anywhere. Those type of cars that have their own mind, they decide the day they want to go out and the day they will not go out. <laughs> the Lord deliver you from such cars. That's why we are teaching order. Order in your finance. When you step out, you come out with machines. Order. You didn't close account to buy it all. You finished and you are still living. Because you instilled order in your finance. So we're talking about your response to life. It helps with order. Forget the past. Do you know that there are people that have held on to the evil others did to them to the point that they refuse to allow that person influence their life anymore. Yet, the future is with that person. 
Forgive and move on. If you need that person's signature to get a better job, say, be, 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 do you know what he did to me last month? Do, do, do you know how he, how he spoke to me? That guy that is full of himself, stay there. And he's the only one that can sign the signature. Stay there and be praying. In the prayer, God is still calling his name. You will shout louder. Oh God, God is still sending you. Go there. You will not shout down his name. He is the person. God wants you to learn order. Forgive him and move on. He will not hold you down. Hallelujah. So let go. That's the right response to life. Let go. Let go of yesterday. What has happened has happened. Move on. Some families don't want to initiate order because as they are closing their eyes, they are just remembering what she did, what he did, what she did. That's all you are thinking about. What he did. Pastor, what he did. Pastor, what she did. What she did. He said, I should forgive what she did. Stay there. You will hold on to that past. There will be no future for you people because you are holding on to what she did. When you can let go of the one thing she did and enjoy the many things she will do tomorrow. Let go. Hallelujah. That's the response that brings order. Let go. Forget the past. You can start afresh. Honey, let's forget yesterday. Let's start again. I forgive you. I forgive you too. And move on. There is life ahead of you. Amen. There is one wisdom that everyone here should have. See, in life, people will hurt you. You can't stop life from happening. You see, as you are leaving the church today, you can't tell what will happen. You can't tell how somebody will behave towards you. You might be leaving the church with joy in your heart, with, with your Bible under your armpit, happy about what you heard, and you are stepping out, and you are going to demonstrate what you have heard. They might not receive it. See, you can't tell what will happen. Life happens. But one thing you can do is choose the response you will have. You can decide how to respond. You might not know how someone else will react, but you can decide how you will respond. That one is within your power. I'm not going to be bitter. It's within your power. I will not answer him. It's within your power. I will not answer her. It's within your power. But what she will do, you don't know. What he will say, you don't know. But what I will do, I know. That's what we are teaching for order. Decide on how you respond to life. Choose to respond right. Choose to make the right decisions all the time. Choose to forget the past. You can choose to forgive somebody. The person does not want to be forgiven. Aha, you have done your own. Move on. Decide how 
you respond to life. Hallelujah. Let's take the last one. The fourth essential for order. Hmm. This, for me, is a big one. I'm thinking of the best way to put this one. is big. Let's put it a simple way. Change your thinking. Help me say, change your thinking. Turn to your neighbor, say, change your thinking. Say it again to another person. Change your thinking. This is the foundation for order. Change your thinking. Change how you think. If you can change how you think, you have changed your experiences for life. Because the experience you have is a product of your thought pattern. What happens to you is a function of how you think. How life treats you is a function of how you think. Poverty and prosperity is tied to your thinking. Sickness and health is tied to thinking. Change your thinking. What did the scripture say in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7? Proverbs 23 verse 7. Let's look at that scripture. Can we read together? One to go. Everybody, everybody, one to go. Stop. For as who thinketh? Who thinketh? So is who. See, do you know how some of us interpret this scripture? As you think in your heart, so I am. That what you are trying to say is eh, it, because of what you are thinking. That's why what is happening to me is happening to me. No, sir. Scripture says your experience is a product of your thoughts. Not another man's thoughts. That means you can think whatever you want to think about me. What matters is what I think about myself. You can choose to think of me in any way you like. I will only become what you are thinking when I agree with what you are thinking. If I refuse to agree or align with what you are thinking about me, I cannot be it. That's why some of us, our pastors are thinking well for us. It has not happened like that because you have not aligned to what they are thinking. A child does not align to what the father or mother is thinking. You're on your own. I raise my children explaining to them my action. So that they understand what I am thinking about them. 
if I feel, you know, there's this problem of being a big boy and no big boy, I've already started calling them big boy. So they will not trade their life to answer big boy. I say, see, your mommy has told you big boy. I remember once, um, they had an event in school. Then I brought out what my daughter was going to wear. And she was reluctant. Ah, mommy, mommy, she doesn't want to wear this. I said, why? She said, they will laugh. Hey. I said, what? I took it seriously. What? Me. I will select something for you to wear. Those small, small rats will laugh. She just broke that cell laughing. Say, you call this one? I said, do you know who I am? I will put fashion together and those small, small rats will laugh. <laughs> do you know she wore this dress happily? I went to school. She, I, uh, looking at them like small, small rats, just laugh. <laughs> But I said, so we didn't stop there. I now started explaining to her, I know more than those people in your class. What do you mean? If I ever give you something to wear, it's the best though. Is this so? I was just talking and talking, trying to make her understand. I've thought about it before I brought it out. Those people that don't even know what they are thinking, do they even know their name? And I explained it to her. So, I needed her to leave the house confident in herself. Wearing that outfit, not feeling intimidated. Anybody that tries to laugh, you see the category of rats. <laughs> we needed to boost her confidence. Hallelujah. See, understand that I don't know what you are thinking, but I know what I'm thinking. And what matters is what I am thinking. When you change your thinking, you will change your experience. You don't like where you are. Start with changing what you think about yourself. You don't like how your spouse behaves. Change how you think about your spouse. Change what you are thinking. Examine your thoughts. You will be amazed to find out that your spouse is actually aligning to what you have been thinking about. What you imagine. You see, this mind God gave us is a great tool. The power of imagination is something you cannot buy with money. It forms you. The scripture said, you know, I was reading online one day. An unbeliever. Kai. They were explaining thoughts and imagination. I was just reading. I stumbled on it. And I just started reading. Brethren, the world is using scripture to do what they are doing. By the time they finished explaining, this scripture came out. As a man thinketh in his heart. The young man said there, if you think you can do it, you are correct. If you think you cannot do it, you are also correct. I went home. The first thing I learned to my children, I said, wow, I learned something today. Do you know if you think you can do it, you are correct. You think you cannot do it, you are also correct. I know they will not read it, but let me teach them. Because I learned it. It was an unbeliever talking. 
in the scientific field, yes, the discovery people. He said, you are correct. Any which one. Why did he say so? He said, because it's what you think that matters. If you say, I can't do it, you are correct. If you also say, I can do it, you are correct. Why will I choose, knowing that the two are the same, why will I choose the negative? If saying I can, I'm correct, why will I choose I can't? What they were teaching was the power of imagination. You can choose to stay with the thought of I can do it. And just keep thinking. That's why you hear motivational speakers say, if you can think it, you can do it. Hey, they are teaching you as a man thinketh in his heart. It will form your experience. The only difference is that they always remove God from inside. No, but this thing is with God. You are imagining it. People that imagine that they will become presidents. People that imagine that they will be big. They are the ones that become big. I'm, go and check. Those that don't think it, don't even achieve it. Many years ago. Please, forgive me for extra time I've taken. Let's settle these things. Amen. I was in a vehicle, in a bus then. As a young girl, even as a young girl, a young man made a statement in the bus. They were talking about cars that passed, a, a public bus. And he said, uh, people will go drive car. That, I can't remember exactly how he phrased the statement, but what he inferred was he will never be a, an owner of a car. He will never drive a car. Do you know, even as a young girl, I shifted. I'm serious. How can? Life has not ended for you. And you just know you will die and not own a car. You are cursed. You shift from those type of people. So they don't infect you. Ah, you just know. That you will not drive car. Maybe he will say he's being real. Based on what he knows is in his account. My friend, that means you have not understood life. You've not understood that a day can come. And someone will be moved in his heart. To give you a gift of a car. But if you don't believe that such things are possible. It will never happen for you. You have to first believe that such things are possible. It's possible. It's possible to own a car that I didn't buy. It's possible. It's possible to own a property that I did not pay for. It's possible. Think it. In the same way, Refuse to dwell on negative thoughts. As you dwell on negative thoughts, you are pulling it towards you. Every morning you wake, you see why? This is why you are discouraged from worrying. Worrying is you meditating on your thoughts. 
as you keep worrying, you are pulling it. What the scriptures say about Job? What did he say about Job? What I fear the most has come upon me. Refuse to dwell on the negative thoughts. When they come, replace it. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't be used to the pattern. He said, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Back then when we were doing foundation school, you would be asked, how often should I renew my mind? And the answer is daily. Per second, per minute. Renew your mind as the negative thoughts come. I've said this to you. Don't, don't shake your head. A negative thought comes to you. You do like this. Oh God. Satan has put you inside there and locked you. If that's what you do with negative thoughts. Or the worst one. What that worst one people do? Sophia. Oh Lord. You are doomed. I don't even know what that thing means. It might even mean amen in the negative. <laughs> that is not how you renew your mind. A negative thought comes to you. Let the word of God rise up from within you and counter it immediately. You think, maybe you, are, you just stand up and you are going out and the thought just comes to you. <laughs> Let this cannot hit you. Say, such things don't happen to me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Speak the word. Learn to say. Not when you hit your legs somewhere. Say, hey, bad omen, bad omen. Something will happen. Something will happen. Even the demons have heard you. They saw you stir up something. Stir up something. He has called forth something. See, most of your experiences are not coincidence. They are a product of your thoughts. Change your thinking and you change your life. Change how you think. How you see things. That's why we say see possibilities. Hallelujah. If wrong thoughts come, renew your mind. Hmm. 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 The way things are going. Whatever. I don't even know what it is you are thinking. Scan your thoughts. (laughs) But change it. Choose to change what you think. Is a major aspect of order in our lives. Because we are a product of what we think. That thought pattern, our life follows it. Our life follows it. Our life follows it. If you know that what you see will influence what you think, Control what you see. How many of you know that your eyes and ears are gateways to your spirit? Yeah, they are. So if you know you you, you don't have a strong control over your thoughts, monitor what you see. Because it will interpret, it will help your thought pattern. You just keep thinking about it. So don't go exposing your eyes to see what you shouldn't see. Or your ears to hear what you shouldn't hear. Mm-hmm, just me. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Mm-hmm. That's why some of these home videos you watch, they are not helping you. Know. 
You finish watching home video. How someone that was possessed, they carried the person to a pastor. Then the pastor started ministering to the person. And in Jesus' name, then the thing will arise. And then we'll charge at the pastor. Then the pastor will fall down. Then the pastor will stand up again. In the name of Jesus, they'll be struggling. They'll be struggling. Pastor and the demon will be fighting. That's why many have not received their, their healing. Because they are thinking, maybe this demon is stronger than the pastor in the church. So you came with a picture in your mind that there will be a battle between Pastor T.B. Peters and the demon inside. Please, no demon here used to fight with Pastor. There's something called authority. That home video is affecting your mind and robbing you of healing. Robbing you of miracles. Some people, no, see, nothing in the village is chasing you. I'm telling you, your problem is not from the village. But because you have watched too much Nollywood, home video, home video, you just feel, hmm, they have carried my name to shrine. I don't know why every time I want to open my door, I'll just hear a cat. Meow. Ah. Because you saw patients who walk well with cats. You have interpreted your life. See, be careful. We might be laughing, but it's correct. It's serious. Those things you are watching, they are messing your mind up. And it's influencing how you see life. Some women, ha, because of home video, you believe your husband is unfaithful. Hmm. That's how the one you just watch now, now. He was there cheating on his wife, cheating on his wife. So you just feel that. Mm-hmm. When they don't come back on time like this. Hmm. Hmm. It is not exactly true. It might have happened to the other person. It's not what happened to you. So don't use home video to interpret your life. Hallelujah. Especially if you are a child of God. You know that such things will not happen to me. So if it's constantly messing your mind up, stop watching it. Go and watch those ones that show superpowers. How you will move things. How you appear and disappear. Then you know that you can show up anytime, anywhere. It's better. It's better you watch scientific movies. You watch things that will expand your thinking. Improve your mind. You see that human beings are thinking like this. Not those that only think in the village. They just think, just... Just think in the village. Oh boy, are you there this morning now? Wow, that's the one you just watch. Hallelujah. Help me tell your neighbor, change your thinking. See, when you change your thinking, our problems will be solved, I'm telling you. Pastors will pray less. Hallelujah. 
In conclusion, I will read this. Man is blessed with a very powerful tool called the mind. Our thought life is so powerful that it charts the course of our destiny. Today, I want to plead with you to choose the right thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Are your thoughts thoughts of life or thoughts of death? Please, let's engage our neighbor this morning. Help me ask, what are you thinking? Go ahead. Keep asking. Are they thoughts of life or thoughts of death? Are they thoughts of fate or thoughts of fear? Are they thoughts of health or thoughts of sickness? What are you thinking? Is it a thought of success or failure? Don't be a part of the renaissance and fail. God will judge you. And God will judge you that this our sweating is in vain. That you are in this church and you are taught the truth like this and you still choose to fail. Go and look for another church. We are not raising people that are not hearing. Choose today to align your thoughts to God's thoughts. Last scripture, Philippians 4 verse 8. Let's read it together. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. Even the scripture defines what you should dwell your thoughts on. If you will stay with this, you will produce good. Evil will not even come out of you because evil is not in you. Think on these things. If someone is coming to tell you about another person... You scan it with this. Is it a good report? Think on it. It's not a good report? Hold it to yourself. Don't pollute my thought pattern. Because it will affect my life. It will affect my judgments. It will affect what I can receive. And I don't want anything standing in the way of my receiving think on these things. Let's rise up on our feet. Can we just lift up our voices and pray? Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith2faithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Oh